Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are going to speak with Kennedy. So we're going to give Kennedy a few moments to join in on the live and then we're going to get started. All right, I see her. Hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. I'm really nervous. How are you? Don't be nervous. I'm good. This is going to be really great. I'm really excited to talk to you. So are you ready to get started? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. So tell us a little bit about your trichotillomania when you first started pulling. How old were you? Things like that. Um, okay. Well, I first started pulling when I was between eight and nine years old. Um, so that would have been between second and third grade. Um, I don't know why it started. No one really does, I guess. Um, it was weird. It was definitely weird for me. Um, I never talked to the doctors about it when I was a kid. Um, I kind of found out later. Um, I remember when I found out, it, it made me really happy. And um, in the past year or so, like I'm 14 now, so I've had this for half of my life. Um, I, so in the past year, I've kind of started like doing this, reaching out to people who also have trichotillomania because I found that talking about it really helps and meeting other people. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really glad that I'm not the only one who has it. Like, I feel bad for the people that have it. I do like dermatillomania, trichotillomania, all of that, um, because it's a sad, it's not, you know but uh, I'm glad that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. So um, I, th I think that's something that everyone should know is that they're not alone because that, that really helped me. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now tell me a little bit about you finding out that there was a name for this behavior you were doing. Well, how did you find out? Um, well, I found out, uh, I remember how I felt. I felt there was... Um, I was really sad that day. Um, I think I got picked on at school because of it that day. I got home, I was I was so sad and I was just so fed up. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I didn't understand it. And um, the only thing I could think of that I hadn't tried yet was I got on the computer and I looked up why am I pulling up my hair? And um, it said trichotillomania. And I clicked on it and it, tell, it told me normally it's hair, eyebrows, and eyelashes. And then I remember going to my mom and I was like, I've done all three of those things. And then she's like, yeah, you have. And then um, I went back to my room and I kind of read about it. I read that it was an anxiety disorder. It took me at least three days to be able to pronounce trichotillomania. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I kept forgetting. Uh, and um, yeah, now I know that I have it. So I felt, I felt happy after I found out that it was an anxiety disorder because I didn't feel weird anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I also knew that I wasn't alone because I, when I looked it up, it didn't say that anyone had outwardly talked about it, but I knew that people had researched it. There were studies about it. Like there must be other people with it. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of trying to find people with it because 
I just know that I'm not alone and I'm really happy about that. So <laughs> yeah, that's happy. Yeah. So tell me, where did you start pulling first? For me, it was like eyebrows, eyelashes, then hair. How about you? Exact same. Mm. Started because in second grade, this is why I say that it started in second and third grade. In second grade, I started to feel kind of anxious. I remember sitting in class, um, twirling my hair in my finger. I didn't start pulling out my hair until about fifth grade. Um, it was my eyebrows first, and then it was my eyelashes. I didn't pull at my eyelashes as much as I did my eyebrows. And for like about a year, maybe two, um, I had all, I had no eyebrows except for like right here. Because mm -hmm. it hurt to pull right here. So yeah. I just had these two and it's like, and it's like, um, it was weird. And you could just tell when people looked at me, they, they tried to figure out like, what's wrong with her face? Like, it's not something that they noticed at first. And um, I was also, so it's, yeah, so it started here and my eyelashes. And then in like fifth, fifth grade, I think, I went to my hair. Mm -hmm. um, and I still have, I still pull up my hair. I've never pulled up my eyelashes or my eyelash my eyelashes or my eyebrows since then. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I stopped with the eyebrows. For some reason, it doesn't feel good. It kind of hurts. It's not the same sensation. That's how you feel too? Yeah, it kind of started hurting for me, and that's kind of why I stopped. And then I was like, okay, well, if it's st starting to hurt, then why don't you just stop trying to do it? Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I just kind of stopped. And um, my eyelashes, that it always felt good, but I've never tried it again, so I don't know if it does hurt. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not going to try it. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, but it was always kind of hard for me to pull my eyelashes because um, I think when I was a kid, I used to get styes. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you hand up to your eyes like that. Mm -hmm. And I always... it. I always, it was hard for me to get a grip on the eyelashes, so I have to use tweezers. Um, but I don't have tweezers, my mom does, and um, it's really tempting to use tweezers. I think you posted the other day who's felt the wrath of their tweezers. <laughs> I, like, I have, I have. So I don't have any tweezers, but my mom, every day before she goes to work, I told her to hide them. And there are a few times I'm just like, I need to pull, I need to pull. And there's like one specific spot and I try to look for the tweezers and I can't. I've torn her whole bathroom apart once. I'm ashamed of it. I have. I, I tore her bathroom apart. I can't find them. Mm hmm So. Well, that's, I mean, good for her. She like knows some hiding spots. Yeah. Yeah. I will literally have meltdown. Like if I don't have them, like I will have to buy them. Like I, even the thought right now, like if Jay and my boyfriend were to hide them, I'd be like, listen, like I would like you tear things apart. Like there's something about that connection and also that like precision. Do you notice when you did pull out your eyelashes? For me, if I'm not precise I'm pulling way more because I'm trying to find a certain one and so I'm like pulling out you know maybe two or three at a time but if one's really bothering me I can maybe use a tweezer and get that just one out yeah for me I didn't have a specific one but I had a specific area like the corner mm -hmm. of my eye the middle or up here mm -hmm. like um because for me if it's like if I pull one out then I'm scared that I'm going to keep going mm -hmm. um 
but it was always an area for me, like an irritated area. There's just one eyelash and I just don't know which one it is. So I pull them all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely have been there. It's like, even on my head, and I, I want to ask you if you feel the same. I'll pull and then it's like, okay, I'm itchy right here. But then it's like, it's itchy everywhere in the whole, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, an itch is one of the most um, annoying sensations that a person can feel. I thought it was going to be pain, but it actually wasn't. It was itch itchiness. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is. Yeah, that I think that's right. And um, it's like, there's one spot because when pulling your hair out, like I've never had this on my eyebrows or eyelashes, there's inflammation mm. that happens. Um, and it's like, you just want to pull your hair out so bad when inflammation happens that you just pull you just pull because like you just think that if you pull it out that's gonna make the itch stop and it doesn't oh it's so frustrating yes it just so you're like tricks on you <laughs> mm -hmm. oh for, for yeah. yeah for sure um when you were in school did you ever know anyone else who had trichotillomania or were you like the only one i'm the only one i've ever met like in person mm-hmm um, I had a friend a while ago, she thought she did, but she wasn't pulling her hair out, she was just losing hair, but mm -hmm. I think it was a bad day for her, like she was really stressed or something, because mm -hmm. she was also having nervous breakdowns, but I'm glad that she asked me about it before she jumped to conclusions, um, but I went to a middle school with 500 kids, and now I'm in a high school with about 2,000, I've still met no one with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's rare, but I think there might be some kids that have it. Mm -hmm. There might, but I've never met anyone. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way. And I think my brother had a friend whose sister went to a different school and her friend had no eyelashes. And my brother's like, oh, you know, because for so long, it was like just my sister, you know, just me pulling and no one else looked like me. And I, I never met her. I kind of wish I did. But yeah, I think that now especially I'm very open. You sound very open with your trick too. I've met people in real life that said, oh yeah, I did that, you know, for a few years, maybe they stopped somehow or they pulled less. So it's not like missing patches. Um, but yeah, when I was growing up, no one. And so I totally felt like I was the weirdo, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and then um, I also kind of felt like I was a weirdo when I, told my friends about it like for the longest time I hid it um I said I came up with I'm so embarrassed about it now and now I look back and I think why didn't I just say something but mm -hmm. I can kind of lean off myself because you know when you're trying to explain a mental health disorder to like a 10 year old mm -hmm. a 10 year old friend that's just not gonna work like um there's a difference between people asking me about it in, um, there's a difference between people asking me about it in, like, um, elementary school, sorry, mm -hmm. and high school. Like, high school people will be like, okay, well, this is a personal problem, maybe we shouldn't ask her about it. Mm -hmm. And in, like, eighth grade, somebody thought I had cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, there's, it's, you have to kind of be careful about who you tell also mm -hmm. because one of the saddest things that ever happened to me 
I had a friend. I am actually no longer friends with her because of this. Mm-hmm. Told me who she had a crush on, and apparently she didn't trust me. She said, um, if I told anyone who she liked, she would tell everybody that I pull out my hair. Mm. And I, I, just, I was over at her house when she said this, and I wanted to leave. I didn't leave. Mm-hmm. I was, I was so mad. Like, you can't. I, I'm still speechless. I really don't know what to say. Yeah. It made me so sad. It was like, why, why would you do this? Like, how would you feel if I said that? I would never say that. But how would you feel if I was going to tell everyone that you had a disorder? Like, um, some people tell me, why can't you just stop? And it's like, if I could stop, I would stop. <laughs> Everybody says that to me. I say, if I could stop, I would stop pulling out my hair. I would. And, um, yeah, I was so upset when she told me that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's so heartbreaking because it takes so much to even say it out loud to someone. Yeah, it did. did. Yeah, like, we're fighting these, like, internal struggles of, like, are they going to judge me? Like, what if they do tell everyone and they make it something that's someone's going to make fun of me for? So you tell her. And then it's like thrown in your, that is heartbreaking. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm somebody who's, I'm the type of person that if somebody is blackmailing me, I would jump in front of the blackmail. I would tell people before they could tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was upset because she was the first person I ever told. She's the one, she, she's the one who actually tried to help me for a while. She, um, she bought me my first eyebrow pencil because mm-hmm. I told her about it and I didn't really want to tell my mom but I told her mm-hmm. so she got her a pencil which worked for a while um but you know like at the end of the day after like physical education you're sweating you're you know so yeah that came off mm-hmm. but, <laughs> yeah but uh I was just so upset that that happened like um that made me not tell people for a while mm-hmm. but um when I was younger, I used to tell people, oh, my dog scratched me. Oh, I had a pimple and I itched it too hard. Like my eyebrows, not my hair. Um, and I didn't tell people for a while until I think seventh or eighth grade. Um, I kind of found myself as a person um, because I've been through um, some real, some real bad stuff mm-hmm. in my life. Um, so I kind of found myself as a person at an early age, and that's when I kind of was like, why am I hiding this? Like, I'm not, I should not be ashamed of this. Um, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. So I, started, I started telling people, um, and they haven't really told anyone. They haven't told anyone. Um, I think there was one who said that I had a disorder, but they didn't say what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was nothing that got me mad. Mm -hmm. So. How was, so now that you've started to tell people, how did you get to being so open to have, I know you have a podcast, and, you know, posting on the internet to anyone who can see it? What was that transition like, you know, to... Well... It kind of it kind of went up for me. Um, there are quite a few times in my life after I pulled, like 
when I started my podcast, I was pulling out my head hair. Like mm-hmm. I had stopped this. I've stopped this like several years ago. Um, but I'm still pulling out my head hair. You can kind of see all that. It, mm-hmm. it looks worse than it actually is. I'm getting a lot better now. Um, there was a couple of times I, I just pull out my hair and then I look at the floor. It's all over. And I just feel so helpless. And I was like, what can I do to help other people who have this? And I started getting better. I would try things. I would write those things down. And then um, I... I kept getting advertisements for a podcast. Like mm-hmm. I have YouTube music and I don't pay for the um for the premium. So I got notifications, like advertisements, and there was a podcast advertisement and it said do it for free. And I was like, Yeah, I wanna try that. So once I got the hang of it, I started um posting about things that helped me. And um, it's called Fight With Me, my podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. And um, I started just posting things that have work- had worked for me. And it- that made me really confident um, because it's not like, it's not like a, because the thing about Anchor, which is what I used, it's a branch of Spotify. Um, the thing about Anchor is that nobody can post, like, criticize your podcast. And so that's why I was so confident, because no one could um, criticize what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to criticize, but, you know, sometimes you are going to find someone who just jumps onto a mental health podcast just to judge you for having a mental health. Like, I don't know why people would ever do that, but I was scared that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um got more confident after somebody favored my podcast. Mm. I was one person that favored it, but it made me really happy because the whole point is for people to know that they're not alone. Mm. And uh, I felt that I had helped someone. I don't know. They might have pressed the button by accident, but I like to believe that they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. It was not an accident. No way. Thank you. So I, I listened to your podcast and I've like, well, I like the, the, I like the way that you talk about things. You're very, you know, the way you present your trichotillomania is super relatable. Um, you just talk about, you know, your experience and the things that you've tried and gone through. I think that is super helpful because sometimes people have trichotillomania and they're like, well, what do I do? You know, how, what's my next step? What can I try? And I think it's really great that you're putting those things out there, even things that you don't use anymore. I think you mentioned, um, I'm not sure if you didn't have fake nails, but you just mentioned, hey, it it could also destroy your nails, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I met somebody who had dermatillomania. Um, I was at a, I don't don't even know their name. I was at a nail salon and there was this really friendly girl. She's she's like, she's like, she sat next to me and um, because, that was where the lady was going to do her nails. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting fake nails because hopefully they'll help me with picking. Mm-hmm. And um, so I thought it was cool, first of all, that she told me. she I don't even know if she knew she had a disorder. Like, I saw her mm-hmm. nails. She I think she did have dermatillomania. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that it was cool that she told me. And so I thought to put that in there to Sorry, it just lagged a little bit. So the last thing I heard you say was you, you thought it was cool that... Oh, no, it's lagging in. Oh. Okay. 
Sorry, it's like. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. So the last thing I heard you say was that um, she was you, um, and you thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was cool that she told me that. Um, I thought it was cool that she kind of shared that advice because I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. What are so, some other that you have tried that you've liked? One thing that helped was putting a scarf around a mirror. So, because often when people look in a mirror, they find hairs that they want to pull. So, um, instead of looking at yourself at the hairs, like at the scarf. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was really helpful. I like doing that. Um, another thing that helped, it had multiple benefits, was castor oil. Because castor oil is sticky, but at the same time grows your hair. So if you're unconscious that you're pulling your hair and you touch the castor oil, um, your hand's going to be sticky, but it also grows your hair. Mm -hmm. So castor oil also helped. I still use castor oil. Nice. And so how would you, you just apply it at nighttime or how would you apply it? I apply it during the day. I really, hmm. Actually, no, sometimes I apply it at night, sometimes I apply it during the day. Probably at night, because when you're sleeping, you don't pull out your hair. Mm -hmm. Unless you do it in your sleep, but I do that. So night's probably best when you do it. Yeah. Perfect. So tell me, um, you know, when you told your parents about Trick, were there would you give any advice to parents, maybe things that you liked that your parents did or things that um, maybe you didn't like so much? Yeah, my parents have always been supportive of the things that we want to try. They've always kind of been, well, my mom at least has always kind of been supportive. Um, she, my mom, um, I, hmm. wow, that's a hard question, actually. Um, she'll never judge me for it. Um, but if I was to tell parents one thing, I think it would be best if parents researched trichotillomania before talking to their kids about, okay, I understand you have a disorder. Like, parents should understand and if parents want to tell someone, they have to understand it. They shouldn't talk about it if they don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of time when you're not educated about trichotillomania, you hear the same thing. Just stop. Just stop. And like you said, if I could, I would. What you think? I just want to keep doing this. Like this is causing me so much, you know, pain. Why would I want, I want to? Yeah, why would I still want to do this? Um, what advice would you give someone who yeah. wants to yeah, share? Best thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my it's like lagging a little bit for me. 
can you can keep going i'm so sorry oh no sorry what was the question it's lagging for me too oh, i'm so sorry the um i don't know why it's being weird as far as the lagging um so i was gonna ask you what advice would you give someone with trichotillomania who wants to share and be open about it, but they're kind of nervous. You have nothing to be nervous about. I think the only people that are going to listen to what you have to say are the people with Trichotillomania, you're not alone. Um, people, I, I do look up to people like you who talk about it um, and encourage people to talk about it. Um, I was really nervous when I first started my podcast. If you listen to the first episode, like, I think I had a stutter. Um, I'm, I was really nervous to share my story but I have nothing to be nervous about because I helped people and I think if if you share your story you're also helping people so you so you should you should be confident you should um you shouldn't be nervous you have nothing to be nervous about it's it's a it's an amazing feeling to share with um to share your story it really is I love that. I think that's perfect advice. I'm sorry, it's probably lagging for you, but I just finished listening to what you said. Um, no, that is that is great. And I, I honestly look up to you because, you know, I felt like I was in hiding for so long. Um, and I wish I found myself, like you found yourself, you know, at a pretty young age, it kind of took me quite some time. Like, you know, I was 28 when I started trick talk not even trick talk sorry the trickster diaries like instagram page i was 28 and i was anonymous so i'm so incredibly proud of you So Kennedy, can you hear me right now? I think I want to, I think we should stop and start again. Thank you. I think it's amazing that you wrote a book about it. Thanks. I think, um, my, I don't know if my internet or what. Yes. Okay. I'll be right back. 